Shut up and sit down. Well, we've made it, everybody. Here we are. Another week has gone by. Our little lives, they've marched on. And we've come upon this wonderful episode. This is episode 264 of Third Shift, everybody. Can you believe it? I'm not dead yet. How? <laughs> it's a trade secret. It's called lots of cheap water from the store. I'm going to guzzle some down right now. <laughs> is that ASMR? Mm. Don't people like that? I don't know. Matt, make it a thing. Make it sound really good, okay? When you're doing the editing, make that sound like super good. And then maybe we'll make some extra money. I don't money. know that I can do that. I don't know. Okay. I'll make it worse. Make I'll put it like worse. rocks falling in the background or something. <laughs> I'll put a, one of those old car horns. <laughs> Damn it. Well, I tried. I thought maybe we could like kind of take the brand and segue a little bit somewhere and, and, and find a niche. Find a little market. Get some money. Get rich. I'm not winning the lottery, Matt. It's what, 400 something freaking million all over the place? Somebody won one of them. Somebody won one of them. Yeah, there's one left, and I didn't get it. And it makes me sad. <sighs> and of course, I'm talking to this person who I haven't even introduced yet, which is improper etiquette on podcast format. So, without further ado, today, here I am, Mr. Eric, you know me. Here we are. And with me is the inglorious bastard, the king of ketchup, the master of puppets, Mr. Matt. He's here today. What's happening? I'm sick. I've been sick for like the past <laughs> week. It's terrible. What an awful life I lead. But I th- feel like maybe I'm starting to turn the corner. I don't know. Every day I wake up and I go, ah, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good. I should go to work. And I go to work, you know, at, at like a like a seven or an eight. And then I, oh, I'm a 6.5 now. I'm a, I'm a five. I'm a four. I'm a, oh, I'm walking out the door. I'm a two. Uh I get home and I bump back up to like a three or four and I get a little nap and I put my hoodie on and do my thing and I wake up great again in the morning. So I don't know, but outside of stupid sickness life, I went and saw a cop shop over the weekend. I think it was over the weekend. Yeah, that sounds right. I went in expecting absolutely nothing. The only thing I knew about this movie was Gerard Butler's in it. There's a jail. There's people in it. One's a hitman, something, whatever. And I really, really enjoyed it because it was... It was really good, and I like the small scale of it because it takes place entirely in the cop shop. And they had the best psychopath I've ever seen on screen. He made me laugh uproariously. There was It was me, and Mom was in the theater with me, and there were two people down to the left. And I did the stifle. I did the stifle at first because I was like, oh, this guy is so deliciously psychotic. Just fantastic chewing the scenery over the top, everything. And then the stifle, I broke through the stifle. I could contain myself no longer. It was so delightful. And then the rest of the movie was actually pretty good. But just that, it was just like a, I was like cruising along to like a good movie rating, like a six or a seven. And then that guy showed up and I went, to the moon, it's over. That's it. Just rocketed it up to like a, a, a 14 out of 10. Beautiful. Then on the video game front, stream some road 96 which i had been so looking forward to playing and i knew i had to play on stream and it was fantastic and weird and wild and wonderful it was everything that the demo showed me that it was gonna be and more i loved it it was crazy it was wild checking out twitch.tv slash third shift me and then i don't know why this was almost like a shifter multi-topic type of game because i started playing bishojo battle cyber panic 
what the hell is that, everybody says, because nobody knows about this game. It's one of those games, what do they call it, Japanese reveal mechanics or like area capture mechanics where you get a, a square and there's some kind of enemies kind of floating around inside the square and you're a ship or a shape or a character and you kind of move into the square and you drag a little line behind you and then, you know, you go down to the other edge of the square and it whoop, and it reveals the picture underneath the little area that you captured and you got to get up to like 75% and then you see the whole picture. I don't know why, but these kind of games, for some reason, I like them. And that was going to be like the shifter multi-topic. Like, game genres are games you shouldn't like but do. This was going to be one of them. Because I started playing it, and there's like 50 levels. And I played it, and played it, and played it. And I got to like level 35 in one sitting. And I went, this is kind of fun. But I perfected that level. I didn't die once. Oh, I got a star next to the level name? Oh, I got to get stars on all 50 levels. And I did it. As I sat here, like, fevering and shaking and sweating. That day I was off, I mostly played this. It was nuts. And I don't know why, but these kind of games, I don't know I like them. I feel like they they were in uh, Legend of the Mystical Ninja or something. One of those other games. They had a little game like this. I don't know why I like them, but I like this one. And then I played Deathloop. And that's, like I said last week it's cooler than i thought it would be in a lot of ways and way more stylish and way more intricate and way more like story centric i've only done a few more loops since my first run through it and i'm just i'm just digging it every single time i get to you know get another lead and then restart the day and then go oh, okay well so that person's there in the morning so i go there first and then i found a lead about noontime this other person while i'm doing that morning thing Ah, oh, now I know exactly where to go at noon because I had nothing. Now I know to go here. When I did the last noon thing, I went and got a dude and it went, Oh, hey, by the way, these two characters, the one you just killed and the other person he's attached to, they meet up every day in the afternoon at this certain point. And I went, that's so cool. So next time I don't have to come here at noon. I can go anywhere else or do anything else. Fantastic. I'm loving it so far. I'm not... I'm not playing it every day, I'm not sinking all my hours into it, but I'm really digging it, and it's just a lot of fun, and my week was a lot of fun, other than just feeling miserable and just wanting to die every day. So what about you, Eric? Mm. Well, I don't have to really try hard to break that, because I didn't want to die every day, I didn't feel miserable every day. I felt, you know, all right. This week was pretty decent. It's kind of a, a catch-all week, just kind of moseyed about doing your typical life events. Nothing spectacular in the real world. We're prepping for our very last camping trip this weekend. Very excited. It's the Halloween special at our particular campgrounds. So we get to go do trick-or-treating, haunted houses, the whole nine. All right, so we're celebrating Halloween an entire full month before Halloween even happens, which just opens the door for everything. Now, next month, we can do all sorts of stuff. We can go to King's Island, which we're going to do and do Halloween stuff. We can go to friends' houses and just do parties and things instead of trick-or-treating. The options, man, unlimited. Really feels good. Really feels great. Very much pumped about it. The bad weather has happened yesterday and today, and now it's supposed to be pretty darn smooth for the rest of the weekend, which is a very big plus. Yep, exactly. So that's about it on the real world front. Nothing too spectacular. It's a boring world. You know how it goes. But on the video game front, man, Tales of Arise, I've just been I've just been knocking it out. I'm talking left, right, punch, left, right, punch, over and over and over again. I'm in it to win it. 
This game, so much fun. I've talked about it already before. The story is fun. The story is cool. The story is JRPG. Uh, the battle system's really, really freaking fun and frenetic and crazy. Just all of it's feeling good. The grind, just to level up, you know, to overpower the next dungeon in the boss, it feels fine. Because while you're going backwards, you're doing a bunch of little sub-quests, you're finding a bunch of ore, you're finding a bunch of rare uh, items off the baddies that you're farming, which gets you the upgrades and the weapons you want and need anyway, along with the experience, which levels you up. Of course, you can camp, you can uh, cook food, make anything you want, so you can get your XP boost, you can get your attack boost, so if you know you're going to try to fight some big dogs for a little bit, you know, you can boost up your defenses or your offenses, whatever floats your boat. All this I'm doing, having a great time with it, the environments are beautiful, gorgeous, I can't say enough good stuff about it. Tales of Rise, really doing it for me, having a good time with it, always looking forward to playing it again. Of course... Something else has come out that wants to get a little bit of my attention, which I'll talk about in a minute. But before that, we also played Outriders, Matt. In this delirium where Matt was feeling sick but still wanted to come play and hang out with his old buddy Eric on Friday, we played Outriders. And I I could tell Matt wasn't fully in there, but he was in enough, and I felt good enough, and we had a good time with it. And at least I did. Maybe Matt was dying and just really sucked it up good enough to <laughs> make it through, but... That was the last day I felt good. Okay. I think I woke up the next day with the with the issues. Mm. So I think I was like, all right, let's go. Hey, weekend time. <laughs> okay, nope. Oh jeez. Wow. Thanks. Yeah. So it was it was it was fun. And and the fact that me and Matt are on the new stuff and doing crap I've never seen, of course he's never seen, and just really making progress now that we kind of took the world tier level and downed it a little bit. It's still challenging, but not challenging to where we're not gonna win. And that's the way it needs to be. Yeah. That's where I want it to be. I will say the one bad thing, though, is every single time we come on, we're in a new place. And I don't remember where we are. When we met Dan in August. I don't remember meeting them. No. I just remember it being, look, August is here. And look, it's Dan. And I went, who are these humans? And you went, look, it's Dan. And it's I went, Dan yeah, it is Dan. And Jenny. And it's, it, it's, it's Dan and Jenny. And Howard I went, and Jenny. And it's great, but I'm like, what, how do we even get here? What is, why are we doing this? I just wanted to, we just wanted to go away from all the horrible and stuff. Jacob. I remember that. But it's just like those two characters sprung out of like nowhere. Mm-hmm. So it must have been some long forgotten playthrough where we first met those two. Because I was like, why are these people here? Why are we talking to a, what is this? What is, what is happening? Yeah. I don't know. Meeting Dan and the, uh, the, and Jenny. Yeah, it was probably when you were drinking Moron, and it was that last one before the big block, the big stop, where we didn't play for like three or four weeks, and then we tried that once, but it was really bad, and then we just didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those two individuals both came on board at that mo- point in time, and I only know them because I played it sober 100% by myself previously, Right. whereas when me and you did it, it was the end of the night, we were getting through, and then those two came into play. So for you, it's like, why are they here? I get it. And then on top of us making fun of their characters and why they're existing, and then, of course, the things that happened, which got, which did things with people, and and now here we are. You know, here we are. And it's like, God bless it. I feel like we got to be pretty close to the end, though. We have to be. 
because I'm just going to say this. The only characters that are left are all the worst. The worst. I hate I hate mm-hmm. them all. The only good one is gone. And now we're left with a party of idiots. So anytime it's story mission time, it's you and me ripping on all these fools. Just ripping them. Which is great. But like, you got to stop now. We can't have like a heroic Mm-mm. team get they're together. They're not good enough. No, it's over. Yeah, they're, they're, it's they're done. The idiots. Yeah. They're the C team. Yeah. We're not winning with the C team. Yeah. Just take the two S-class characters. Let's finish the deal. Let's get through this. I mean, if anything, let the B-tier character stay. Jacob's, you know, daughter. I mean, she's all she right. She has moments. She's C plus B minus. Yeah, exactly. So I still I still have fun. I, I and I, I don't want to put words in mouth, Matt, but I, I think Matt still has fun too. This game's good. It's a great I wouldn't say it's great. It's a good game. It's solid. It's fun for what it is, but gosh bless, man. The gameplay is still a lot of fun. Yeah. I started getting into some other powers and other things and comboing them together, and that got to be a lot more fun than I thought it would be, because I thought I had my build set up. And then I couldn't get this weapon or that weapon, so it kind of defeated the purpose. So I started some new powers, and like I said, the interplay between those, it's always fun. The powers I thought were just going to be stupid, and then I combo them with this one, and it's amazing. So just do what everybody says to do with Borderlands, man. Just skip the story. Skip cutscene, skip cutscene, yep. skip cutscene, skip cutscene. Just just shoot have stuff. Fun. Have fun. And it's, it's the same complaint I have with old school Borderlands, though, is it's a loot-based game. And they never hand out legendaries. So I'm like, well, on one end, I understand they're legendary for a reason. But on the other end, if I get one to two in a 40-hour run, mm-hmm. that's not that's not exciting. It's not exciting. Give me just a couple more. Give me a few more to keep me just you know salivating and wanting, hoping and thinking I'm going to get something the next drop instead of giving me greens and blues for all these difficult bosses and then drop a purple out of a chest or something. You know what I mean? Like I hate, sometimes I hate the randomness of it all. It bugs me. Like me and you will literally spend 15 minutes just fighting this boss, going crazy with the waves, kiting them around. And you start to think, and you know what? It's, it's our own fault, but you start thinking, all right, man, I'm going to, we're going to get something good from here. This is a big dog. This is a big dog. And then green, 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 blue, 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 blue. And maybe one of those is an upgrade. Maybe one. This, ugh. Yeah, it gets frustrating. I get frustrated with the randomness, too. I mean, we have gotten a couple legendaries, but they feel like they come at the legendary point. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it's been five hours, and this is the next big boss. Hey, you got a legendary assault rifle. All right, cool. It feels like it's too... feels like that part that we have gotten. Yeah, it's too regimented. Like, hey, turn the grinder, turn the grinder. You got to that point? Here you go. Here's a freebie. Here's one you're all going to get. Here you go. Bloop. Because we've never gotten one from any of the side missions. Headhunter mm-hmm. missions, hunting missions, nothing. Ever, period. No chests, no nothing. Yeah. So I don't know if that's planned. That's something they did on purpose. I don't know. I'd have to go like you know read into it, and I'm probably not going to do that. But just saying, I wish they would have made it more random and a little more accessible in that regard. I'd have had a better time. But I'm still having a good time. So anywho, that's Outriders. Last but not least... Only a tiny bit to say on this one. Diablo 2 Resurrected came out today as we're recording this. I got about an hour into it. Hopped back in there. And I'll tell you what. Woo! Man, I miss Diablo 2. What a good game that game was. In fact, that kind of helped me survive my years in the military. That's kind of all I played. Any free time I had when I wasn't deployed or gone was sitting there playing Diablo 2. And I got back in there and it just, 
the pieces. It was like Tetris. It just started, bloop, 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 bloop. the blocks started coming together and all these memories and all this understanding and all this knowledge that I'd completely forgotten just started clicking back into place. And I was like, damn. Not to mention, they made it look better. Everything's, you know, a lot crisper. The textures are all upgraded. The characters, all the, the abilities are all the same, but the characters look better. Everything looks smoother. And it's not a remake, just a remaster, mind you. But they did a good job with it thus far, from what I can see. You can choose between the quality and the performance mode. Performance will get you, of course, the 60 frames per second at the cost of a little bit of graphical power. The quality gets you more graphical power at 30 frames per second. I think so far overall, the performance mode's better. Just being able to run around, hitting abilities, and they're just flying across the screen, and you know the immediate reactions of everything, I think feels better than having the little bit of extra graphical power that's provided going quality. I can't say too much. The servers were crashing all over the place. It was typical Blizzard wonderfulness day one. Oh, you've been disconnected. Oh, you've been disconnected. Oh, you've been disconnected. But I did get to go kill the Blood Raven, got to the Cold Plains, went to Stony uh, Stony Fields, and then that's where I left off. So right in the beginning. But so far, so good. Man. Some of it's archaic, and I'm glad we moved on from the from like the scrolls of identify and Ugh. and having to like manage your freaking bags. Some of that is definitely. I, I'm glad we I'm glad we got away from that. And then of course the open loot. So Shay's in there with me, and the loot's for him or for me. So if he snatches it all up, he snatches it all up. Nice. There's no more loot. I'm glad we moved on from that too, because I'm like, well, I guess I probably didn't need those things, but maybe I did. Maybe I did, and I don't have them now. I don't like that very much. I haven't had to worry about that in a long time. I don't think I like this feeling of having to worry about what my buddies are snatching up and not giving me because they just go sell them or use them or whatever the case may be. So some pluses, some negatives. Overall, I look forward to playing it some more and letting you all know how it all goes. But that's been my week. Well, that's been your week. But it could have been a week of me playing the release for this week, which is Lost Judgment, because that's coming out, I believe it technically either comes out today as we're recording this or tomorrow, but if you had pre-ordered the digital version, you could have been playing this all week long. So while I was all sick and nasty, I could have been playing Lost Judgment, but you know me. Any Ryuga Gotoku Studio game, I have to get it, I have to get it in Steelbook fashion. So I had to get the physical version. I think it's like waiting to get picked up to get on the truck to come to me. But anyway, it's Lost Judgment the sequel to the 2019 game, and this is the spinoff from the Yakuza series that is in still in the beat-em-up genre, because now the mainline Yakuza games, they're going all turn-based. Judgment series, which we'll talk about in a second, is the one that stayed beat-em-up-based. I may say, I'm not going to talk too much about it, because I'm getting it, I'm going to play it, I'm not going to spoil it for myself. If you like Judgment from two years ago, you're going to love Lost Judgment, because it's more of the same stuff. you got an additional fighting style, you're going through another crazy looping story, you got all kinds of side activities, you got all the Yakuza stuff, it's here. But if you didn't like Lost Judgment from two years ago, you're probably not going to like this one either, because it is more of the same. The few complaints I've heard is that the story is not quite as good, quite as twisty, quite as turny as the original Judgment, but on the counter to that, I've heard that the way some of the side activities and side stories are tied into the main story is a lot better in this one. Because at some point during the story, you, you know, you're kind of a detective slash a lawyer going around town solving problems for people. And at some point, you investigate a high school where there's you know, accusations of bullying and all kinds of stuff going on with that. 
So a lot of the side stuff is going through that high school. Maybe you're like the manager of the club, you know, the dance club or something, or you're taking the baseball team out to do whatever. But then there's other side stories spread around the school where you get to know the students and interact with them and do that kind of stuff, almost sort of in a persona style, which people have been mentioning here. So that part of it sounds really cool. All the side activities, there's more side activities, more crazy stuff to do out and around town. You get to explore Kamurocho and Yokohama, which is the setting from Yakuza Like a Dragon. So you get two cities, you get more and more and more. But the research that I did do, it took me three or four videos to find it. But there's somebody that finally had the feeling that I did. Because what's the one thing I always said about Judgment? I liked it, I had a good time playing it, but that main character is not interesting and he's very bland. I found one video out there that said, hey, I thought he was pretty bland in that one, and he's just the same here. So that bit of opening up and having a fun time and wisecracking with his friends at the end of the last game, apparently it didn't go anywhere. Dang it! So I still have it. It's on its way to me. I'm going to play it, and I'm going to have fun, especially with all the side stuff. But I'm a little worried. But here it is. It's Lost Judgment. Well, I'll tell you this. Don't be too worried, man. Because remember, this is all you're getting if you loved original OG old school Yakuza. Because the Yakuza franchise has officially moved on, and they will be doing the Like a Dragon, which you hated, from now on. So, oh. just letting you know, this is your only hope. I didn't. Well, I didn't hate the turn-based. What I didn't like was the... We got to explain everything over and over again. Oh, yeah, that sure, video sure. I referenced says that happens here too. So I'm ready for some pain, but some fun stuff on the side. But you said the Lost Judgment series just now. That's the thing I was going to wheel back to because I teased it earlier. I mean, this game's great and people gave it eights and nines out of 10, having a lot of fun with it. But they said, hey, it's going to be a real shame if the series doesn't continue because in Japan right now, since they actually use real actors likenesses for the characters... Uh-huh. Now, the lead character's actors, talent agency, are in a big legal scuffle with Sega for, like, the PC port for some reason. Like, they're maybe not going to allow him to use the likeness. Yeah, because it allows them to do some kind of mod which has them naked or nude or something. And Sega said, well, if we can't release it on PC, then it's not going to be profitable, so we might just stop the series here. So if you love Judgment... Definitely get this one, because it may be the last one you get. Who knows? Oh, my goodness. That's a whole bag of worms, man. That's ridiculous and crazy, and hopefully it doesn't end there, because it's on fire. You know, the West is finally catching on to all this stuff. I'd love to see it keep going. Like I keep telling you, I have, of course, the uh, Xbox Game Pass, and I want to do Like a Dragon, but there's so many games to play, but I feel like that's where I can come on board and then maybe backtrack and do some other cool stuff. We'll see. And we'll see how that all goes down. Money shapes the day. And I think with enough money, he'll be okay with his butt being shown in the PC version because some crazy modder thinks it's funny or fun to do. Who cares? Who really cares? It's a video game, Matt. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's obscene and, and, and ridiculous. But it doesn't matter. They could swap them out. In the original Judgment, they swapped out a different actor when the other one got busted for drugs. So just swap them out. Just swap everybody out. Deep fake everything. Make yeah, it be Nicolas Cage. He's not going to care. He doesn't care. He said he's going to keep making movies and doing stuff till he's dead. So Nicolas Cage, he'd be on board in a heartbeat. And I'd love it personally because I love Nicolas Cage. So, man, you might get me on board with Lost Judgment if you got Nicolas Cage as the main, <laughs> the main detective. Gosh. Oh, while well, that's all happening and while that's all you know coming to fruition, we'll see what goes on. I want to tell you a quick little bit about Kenna Bridge of Spirits. 
I didn't pay any attention to this game. All right. It was made by Ember Labs. It's for the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and PC. Yep. It's kind of an exclusive minus the PC part. I didn't pay any attention. I was like, whatever. It's going to be some, you know, indie title. People are getting hype about, but it's probably not going to be, you know, the end all be all that everyone's talking about. So it arrives, it hits. And all of a sudden, all the podcasts I listen to, all the little YouTube folks that I follow, that's all they're talking about. And I'm like, what the hell's going on with this Kenna? Okay. So I listen to the shows, and then I go watch some YouTube videos. And holy bajosis, apparently, all right, Amber Labs was going to be this uh, animating studio, you know, and they and apparently they did this whole cool thing on Majora's Mask that's on YouTube right now. You can go check it out, which I'm definitely going to do this weekend. Well, apparently they decided to segue into video games instead. Hence, this is their very first game. They make this, and it's gorgeous. This game's 40 bucks, and it it looks like a AAA game. It looks like a AAA game. Apparently, it's like 8 to 12 hours long. You are Kenna. You're a spirit guide. You come on down to this random new you know area, environment, world, whatever, and it's a platformer adventure game. Rethink a little bit about uh, a mix between Jedi Fallen Order and any Zelda whatsoever, where you're doing the puzzles, having to figure it out, use your you know your abilities and or your assets to figure out how to get to a different area or get the key to do this or that. That's this title. Uh, Kenna herself, like I said, spirit guide comes in, figures out that there's this rot going on. The uh, unsettled spirits of this land that she's fallen into are not happy. Something went down that wasn't cool. She's trying to figure it out and purify them all so they can move on to the next world. So as she goes, she meets these little creatures that they're called rot. They're like little Pikmin creatures. Uh, they follow her around, and you can accrue more as you go. And they're useful in the sense that you can send them out to take these little hearts. They're like the rot, like the heart of the rot corruptions. You can take them, and you use your little rot men to go out and stop it. And then they'll heal it, and then you can cleanse the zone of the rot. Not only can they do that, which is necessary because not only does it, you know, clear the areas and environments that you're in, but it also will stop spawning bad guys. So while you're in an area, before you go ahead and cleanse these little hearts, the enemies will keep on spawning. So you have to find time to use the rot to get them over there to do that. But on top of that, some of the bad guys are really tough. And like I said, this is where Jedi Fallen Order comes in. It's not quite like Dark Souls or anything like that, but you definitely got to learn how to parry, dodge, you know, use your shields, do all that kind of stuff, sidesteps. Some of the baddies are crazy tough, especially the bosses from what I hear. And you got to make sure that you utilize the rot to distract them and whatnot so that way you can find the weaknesses and get the holes and get in the attacks and whatnot on them. It's really, really neat. It sounds really fun. I'm totally interested in playing it. The uh, The soundtrack from what I hear is okay. It goes back and forth on whether like it's amazing or just all right or whatever, but I don't care because the game itself looks fantastic. It's got that really cool old school platforming adventure uh, vibe going on for it. Like I said, it plays in the old school. You'll take your rot, have them lift up a block, move the block over this particular spot, which allows you to wall jump, wall climb over to a different environment, grab up this little key thing you need to jump over, go open the door, which gives you this. You all know where I'm going from here. That's the type of game this is, mixed in with some really cool boss fights, intriguing puzzle areas, environmental areas, a lot of in-between, and of course, trying to figure out why the hell Kenna 
ended up in this place in the first place because from the story and how it's going, she has her own problems and issues and things that didn't go right. But is it solved? I don't know. Does she help these individuals and then figure out maybe something about herself? I don't know. I haven't played it. We got to see, Matt. We got to see. And I want to see. It's only 40 bucks. It's not even a full-priced game, but it has all the qualities and looks that a full-priced game would have. So I'm really on the fence about this one. I really want to check it out, but I'm already mired in like four games currently. But you know, it's something that's free. It costs almost no time at all. It costs absolutely no money. It's Shift Coats or Golden Keys at Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and Borderlands 3. Earlier today, Randy Pitchford hopped on the Twitter. So if you're hearing this right when it launches, get on there, get yourself some free loot in two fantastic games and have a great time with it. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I saw that go up earlier and I went, God bless, man. I should get on there and get it. I should do it. I should do it. You should. Get me a couple little pieces of free loot, maybe some legendaries. Maybe it'll help me out with those dailies, getting towards that card I've been working at. I don't know. It's kind of tough, though, Matt, because recently, you know, with all this Tiny Tina information coming out and everything happening, I've been really, really just kind of, boom, putting the blinders on, yeah. getting focused on Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And I'm like, well, maybe, I, maybe I'm done right now with Borderlands 3. Maybe, maybe we put that to the side. Maybe we get on this hype train for Tiny Tina's. Because guess what? We talked about GameSpot having a freaking interview with Matt Cox and uh, Belmore recently. Well, Game Informer did too. And while I'm sure many of the, many of the things chatted about were the same, something that was different was Mental Mars had posted up a little bit. Uh, what are these dice? You know, he had a little article on what are these dice that he saw and some of the backdrops. Well, turns out Matt Cox talks about it and says, hey, yeah, on top of everything in, in, that's in this game and everything you could do, there's going to be these random rare dice you can find throughout your adventure. And what they'll do is they'll pop up real dice in the game and they'll roll that wonderful D20. And then depending on what you roll depends on the loot explosion that you get from it. So if you roll the D20, boom, you're getting all sorts of cool legendaries. It's fun. It's great. I'm sure there's all sorts of cool animations and things that go with it. All the way down to nothing, which I'm sure nothing will probably be a funny little joke too. But that was pretty neat. It's just one more chance. Basically, it's like your exotic chess that you're going to find these D20 dice that allows you to roll and have a good time with. So that solves the mystery of what are these dice and what are they all about inside the maps that you're in playing the game. Definitely cool and just like we said when we talked about Tiny Tina's Wonderlands a couple weeks ago, I mean, it fits the theme perfectly. Why wouldn't you have spots where you just roll the dice and boom, you get whatever reward or not reward or penalty? Because, I mean, what if the one is just spawns creep? Because then you still have a chance at some loot, but you got to fight something to get it. So the possibilities for that, you know, could go all sorts of places. And I'm looking forward to it. But they also mentioned something that made me really sad. And I didn't want to hear it, and I wish I had it. But anyways, they brought up the whole melee thing. And you guys and gals all know I've been sitting here wishing and hoping that I could make uh, a Phoebe in this game and go a melee build. Well, apparently melee builds are not a thing in the game. Matt Cox said that except for extreme bizarre builds or uh, exceptions from a couple legendary items, melee is not going to be an actual build in the game. Hmm. So you will be focused still on guns. Guns will be the way you play this game with spells, melee, etc. backing it all up. But the way it sounded, it's going to be way more than what typical Borderlands is. It's not just going to be a punch. So your spells and your melee will tie in 
depending on what class you are, in a much larger fashion, but you will never just be an actual melee build or a spell caster, per se. You better have one good thing to end this article on, because I'm feeling bad, like I'm getting tired because it's getting late, and then you hit <laughs> me with this, and I'm like, man, you know, I should just die. Whatever. It's, uh, it doesn't matter. We can't do cool melee stuff, so the big old sword swing was probably just an ability that comes off of that legendary that you get a skill shot for every now and then. Look, yeah. I'm sure the game's going to be fantastic. We all love Borderlands. We all love shooting guns. Oh, yeah. We all love everything that they do. But man, what a bummer. Well, I, I'm sorry, man. I can't really end that little particular conversation on anything super pleasant because it broke my heart. And that was the key takeaways from this little particular interview with the same individuals with Game Informer. But I will say that there's something changing. Something's a little bit different because, of course... Belmore says, when in doubt, guns are still stars of the show, and there's something truly satisfying about just riddling things with crossbow bolts from a regular handgun. So, I feel like at least the guns are going to be changed up in some way, or depending on what class you are, maybe that's what changes, like what it looks like or something, but maybe at least based on your class, the guns will... feel different because they'll be doing something a little bit different than what your typical gun does and i don't know maybe that's full of crap and it's just one particular gun looks like crossbow bolts instead of a gun but i I just i really was hoping for some battleborn tech to come through as we've already said and actually have some spell casting slash melee characters but that just just doesn't seem like the case Breaks my heart, dude. So go on and break my heart with the next piece on the show notes. That's the one I can see in here, <laughs> and it made me sad and it made me mad. Get me, get me all hot again. Just come on. Yeah. All right. So briefly, long ago, Randy was apparently in a podcast with an individual and stated, "Hey, they were like, where's Bros and Arms? Well, we all know they've been working on it. We've talked. God, you're a third shift. I think we've talked about it every year for freaking three years, four years now. Apparently, this video was finally uploaded to YouTube." So now it got the attention of everybody. And Randy in this particular podcast, when asked, you know, hey, what's going on with Brothers in Arms? You know, he says, yeah, we're making it. Yes, it's a it's a for sure thing. But we ain't mentioning nothing until it's about ready to come out. So there, that's the reason, man. That's why we haven't heard, even though me and you know for sure, because of all this other stuff we've heard throughout the years, that it is in development, 100%, no questions asked. They're not going to talk about this game at until it's like about to come out. They're pulling a doom on us. How can you do this to me? To me, how could this happen to me? Copyright strike. I mean, everything we've seen so far from all the publishing end of things, we get behind the scenes stuff. We get dev diaries every single week slash multiple times a week. And we've said it before, man, we sure would love it if Gearbox opened stuff up and had dev diaries and showed you concept art you know, mini teasers of just a gun model, anything, you know, like I said, concept art of just the kind of places you're going to be. This makes me so sad because you could be, you could be cultivating fans and cultivating and cultivating them and getting their appetites so wetted for this new brothers in arms. And yes, I'm saying that as a brothers in arms fan, because I want to see it more all the time. I love it. Just give it to me. Why, why do we have to be like this? Apparently, it's a lot to do with aliens, colonial marines. Randy said, look what happened when we uh, showed people a lot of that. 
they got all these expectations and all this hubbub and JoJo went about and then people raked him across the coals and they got destroyed because of it and he says he'll never let that happen again. Well, that's why you don't show off a super polished trailer that's not respective of actual gameplay. Mm -hmm. You can show a lot. You can show all those things I just talked about. Music tracks, your people out on the firing range, getting the recordings of all the stuff. You can do all the things that we've seen like after the fact from Borderlands 3. You could front load that and get people hyped for Brothers in Arms. But those two are two completely different things. And everybody knows that. Uh He He knows that. It's not, no, okay, no, I don't accept it. It's wrong. Don't accept it. It's wrong. Randy, your opinion is not accept. <laughs> you, know you, you know what you Randy, did, Randy Pitchford. You, you know, know what, what you, you did, did, Randy. Don't do it. Get on track. Get some Brothers in Arms action going out here. Let's see some artwork. Let's see something. Stop hiding this game. You're going to make it so mo- nobody even remembers what Brothers in Arms is. And then you're going to try to release it thinking it was supposed to be a big deal and everyone's going to have forgotten and you're going to be real sad about it. And if this, what I just said, makes you mad, don't blame me. I'm sick. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Yeah, Matt's sick. Exactly. He didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. I know Randy. not what I do. He doesn't. You're, you're a good guy. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Randy. But talk about Brothers in Arms, okay? Yeah. Just, yeah, do it. On. Do it. Let's do it. Let's just do that. So this week, we're going to wind it up a little bit short, but I did want to ask Matt a question. Quarter four is coming, Matt. Mm. What game or couple of games are you really waiting for? What's happening? You know, this last quarter's hitting. You've seen the delays all over the place. Probably three-fourths of everything that was supposed to come out this fall has just been pushed to 2022. Is there still anything left in this last little corner, this last little tidbit of 2021? That's got you so hyped. Not these mid-grades, mind you. If you're going to say some mid-grade shit, you just cancel it. Is there something that's actually got to where I'm going to see Matt excited and ready to play for sure this year? You had me scared. You got me in the first half. I'm not going to lie, just like the meme said. I was like, Uh mid-grades, well, both of these things that I am actually very excited (laughs) about are like mid-tier games. They're not stuff that everybody's going to know about, but they're not super indie either. But I'm going to take out all the stuff everybody knows I'm going to start with Super Robot Wars 30. You have no idea what that is right now. You nope, have no idea. I've never heard of that. It's I a series I've always about. wanted to get into. I have one of the games, but to play them, you always have to import them. And to import them, you got to you know get a boot disk and get your console hacked and all this other stuff. Super Robot Wars is a long-running tactical RPG featuring giant robots and giant robot characters from anime throughout all history. 70s, 80s, 90s, current day stuff. The latest one, it's getting released for PC, fully in English. So no problems, no must, no fuss. You can pre-order it on Steam right now. I've always wanted to get into this series. This is the perfect time to do it. The one thing that makes me sad is, like I said, there's so many collections of characters all throughout the games. This one does not have some of my absolute favorites. Like I know Gurren Lagan has been in previous ones. Evangelion characters have been in previous ones. I was going to say Pat Labor, but I doubt that. But like... It even goes to very obscure stuff. But this one doesn't have all of my favorites, but it's here. I can play it right here, right now on my PC. Well, not right here, right now, but I can play it here on this PC in English with no muss, no fuss. That's one of the things. I got another one for you, but I'm going to kick it back to you. All right, I'll give you one then. This one is Far Cry 6. I've never played Far Cry. Never cared about Far Cry. I got this game for free because I bought some motherboard or some other thing. But the hype... 
And like the trailers have got me going, maybe I'm going to like Far Cry. Maybe this is actually cool. Maybe I should have played Far Cry's from back in the past. Maybe this is a genre I missed out on. It's right around the corner. I'm about to get my hands on it. And I don't know why, really, because I've never played any of them, but I'm excited. I'm, like, actually excited. I want to get in there and check it out and see for myself. And maybe I'm going to go to the moon, and it's going to be all the cool, fun, crazy times I want it to be and need it to be. And maybe it's going to be stupid and boring and lame, and I'm going to bounce out real quick. Either way, Matt, right now my hype level is, like, pretty high for it. And I'm just, I'm ready for it. I want to get in there, get on that laptop upstairs, because I've seen playing the PC down here. Get on the laptop, play up there, have a great time, blowing stuff up, stupidity happening everywhere. Grand Theft Auto meets whatever first-person crap you want to talk about. Here we go. I'm ready for it. I'm wanting to play it. I can't wait. Now, I'll give you the last one that's something I've forgotten about. Every single time we've talked about E3 or Nintendo Directs or anything, it's always on the list, and then somehow I forget it in the hype of everything else that we're doing. But on December 3rd, we get two or one, depending on how you want to think about it, Danganronpa products for the Nintendo Switch. Because you're getting Danganronpa Decadence, which is Danganronpa 1, 2, and 3, which are fantastic games, visual novel style. And I'm going to read directly from, I think, the Game Informer news article about this. I'm going to say, quote, Now Switch owners can indulge in the fun of watching an evil bear force high school students to murder each other. What's not to like about that? (laughs) There's nothing not to like about that. That's That's awesome. That's how you describe a game. But not only that, you also get Danganronpa S Ultimate Summer Camp, which is a remix of the board game minigame from Danganronpa V3 Killing Harmony, which was fantastically wildly deep. Like, I played through a few runs of it, and then I went, God, I could do this with every single character and max out every stat, and I really kind of want to do this, but I have to stop doing it. Now I have the perfect excuse to just do it all the time, because it's coming in this new Danganronpa collection. Of course, there's a collector's edition with all kinds of crazy stuff. I immediately went to the website, and that was sold out, so I got to have to scrape and scrounge and sell blood and find it on eBay or beat up a guy on the street and take it from him. But new Danganronpa on a current-gen console, sure, They're games that I've played before, except for the new board game revision, but they're amazing experiences. I had the time of my life when I played through one through three just a few years ago. Danganronpa is amazing, and it's it's coming here. I'm going to get a shiny new box that says Danganronpa on it with new art on it. It's going to be great. That does sound cool, and it sounds like something I should pick up and get into. Danganronpa watching you play was fantastic. Really cool series. It was just like the near really got me to where I wanted to check it out. I just never took the step, but I did with Nier, and I loved it. So I'm like, man, if I took the step with Dangan, I'm probably going to love it. But as I always say, it's so much, man. There's so much going on. And now, (laughs) briefly, I'm not going to say much. I'll just say Battlefield 2042, I'm excited about, not for myself, but because it's a game I used to play with family all the time, Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4 to a lesser extent. I remember lots of great times with just family, you know, having a good time shooting folks. So I hope that this one brings me back to that because anything past Battlefield 4 has not been anything I'm interested in at all. And then I've kind of drifted away from playing with them, and that sucks. So I'm hoping this one brings it back. But my last one, for realsies, is one for me, as it should be, because, you know, I'm, I'm a selfish individual. Metroid Dread. Coming out, man. October 8th, Nintendo Switch. I cannot wait. I love Metroid. I've always loved Metroid. I've played all the Metroids. I've beat all the Metroids. What do you want from me? You know what? 
Did you play and beat Other M? Are you that guy? You know, there's no way you did. No. Okay, good. I played Other M. I didn't beat Other M, though. That is the one I didn't beat. I played it and was like, what the hell? I think I played for like four hours and then was like, all right, yeah. In fact, I think I rented that one yeah. way back when. And then I took it back. And that was the end of it. So that one I don't count. That one's kind of like on a, it's on a side thing. It's on a side path, man. We don't count that one. But with Dread, uh, and I, of course you, you said all that. And now I'm, I'm forgetting. It was before Zero Mission. Uh, the one they made that was really weird, uh, where Samus gets inf- you know, gets the bug in her. Fusion. Fusion. There it is. I loved Fusion. Fusion was great. I had a great time in Fusion. Yeah. But apparently that's kind of a sore spot with some, you know, Metroid lovers, Metroid fans, and they're worried that Dread's going to follow suit, which, yes, it is, because the storyline-wise, it goes, you know, what I mean, it's going after that. So, no, duh, everybody. But I'm excited for it. The crazy AI and the, the alien-looking things going on, chasing you the whole time. The I can't wait. I cannot wait to get back in the suit with Samus, finding my abilities, finding out all this cool stuff, solving the mystery of what the hell's going on, backtracking. Man, it's time for another Metroid, Matt. That one's definitely on my list, too. I mean, we've talked about it during the reveal. We mm-hmm. got so hyped for it. But I had to take it off because I had to talk about the mid-tier stuff. But that does it for you and me on a quick hit Q4 gaming hype. So let us know, what about yourself out there in podcast listener land? What are you excited for? Have we mentioned the two things? Do you want? Can you not wait to play Danganronpa now that I've described it in such great, fantastical fullness? Or are you going to play Battlefield with Eric? You're going to jump on and look for old Mahaga Glung and top in his party and he'll go, oh and man, shoot me? oh gee, I don't like this very much. <laughs> I'm going to be an engineer, folks. Don't worry, I'm going to be an engineer and I'm just going to heal you up. You, you want your tank healed? That's what I'll be there for. But let us know all that stuff via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us on the old Facebook. You can also find us over on Patreon. If you like what we're doing, like what you like what you see, head on over there. Consider throwing a buck, two bucks, three bucks, any kind of bucks. It's a little tip jar for us. Tells us we've been doing good. We appreciate it, and we appreciate you, even if you don't do that, and you just send us mailbag questions, hey, five-star ratings, uh, Twitter interactions, any kind of interaction. Listening to the show, by gods, is just enough for us. We love you, we appreciate you, and we thank you for being here all this time with us. And that's about it. You know, what else can you say, Matt? The only other thing you can say is tune into the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 30th of September, right on the cusp, on the cusp, Eric, of quarter end. When most of you hear this, Eric will be Eric will be waking up and dragging himself into work, and mm. I'll be trying to sleep like an extra 17 hours so I can work the late shift. It's going to be great. We're going to be very... Well, you know what? For this episode, we will be very excited. The next episode, oh boy, watch out. It'll be a weird special one. But you can find both of those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey... If you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, and just a little bit of that five-star action will make us not turn blue. And with that, there's nothing else to say but blue, 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 forget to say. Sit down.